Welcome, everybody, to No One Remembers the Tuna, the world's premier Fast and Furious podcast. Mm-hmm. We're premier. We're pre- what is it? We're pre- premier. We're premier. We have a premierity around our vibe. No? Mm-hmm. Very polished. So. This is a polished product. No. Uh yeah, is that what is that what makes something premiere? What I other types what of things are premiere? Premier? Mm, wow. is different from debut. Debut is the first time you're seeing something. Yeah. Premiere has a uh um, the kind of deja of like it's the main one. Mm-hmm. You know? It has a luxury flavor to it. It does. It does. It does. It le- it's like brand standard flavor. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a premiere, you might see that uh, brandished across a, um, I don't know, like a toilet paper, maybe mm. premiere toilet paper, something elegant, you know, in something only your finest hotel. Yeah. Yeah, premiere. Or it could be used to sort of juice the box of uh, some product that's maybe substandard. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know? Like if it's like a premiere, yeah. Premiere socks. Mm-hmm. Premier Australian beef. Yeah, it's like, mm, <laughs> eh, is it, you know, premier. Mm-hmm. Well, we are the premier. I don't know. We're just saying it. I don't know. We've been saying it since day one, and we, I think we're going to keep saying it. Yeah, premier. it's part of the brand identity here. It is. Also part of our brand identity, we watch a Fast and Furious movie. Every week, and we talk about it. Now, we've been away for a few weeks. It was a late summer holiday, a.k.a. us just not having the energy to do this. I was on vacation for a week. Then I was getting ready to leave the country for a week. And now I'm in New Zealand again. And so we got time. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, here's the Daryl. Daryl. When I thought we may be doing the pot, we, we watched Furious 7, right? That's correct. Okay, and when I thought we might be doing the pod a few weeks ago, I watched Furious 7 for the pod. Nice. Three weeks ago. Lead up to yesterday, I was like, oh, we should probably pod. I'll tell Daryl. I texted him. He was like, yes, on for tomorrow. And I was like, I asked myself a very important (laughs) question. (laughs) Which was, am I going to watch Furious 7 again? Mm Mm-hmm. And chalk up the three weeks ago viewing as just wasted time. Mm-hmm. And what I came up with it was no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the answer I, I landed on. Was, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, so we are at, like, we are stretching the bounds of what's possible yeah. for one man to remember anything <laughs> that happened in a movie three weeks ago. You know what I mean? I love that. Okay. I, and I have, a, I have a tie into that, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just go right into it, okay? So yep. in between the last time we spoke and today, along the lines of our, um, our talks of Tom Cruise, I watched yep. Top Gun Maverick. Oh, for the first time? For the first time. Whoa! Yep. It was available, I think, on Amazon Prime. Uh, Jess's parents had rented it. They thought it was good. They're like, would you be interested in watching this? We've already paid for it. I was like, definitely yes. Bingo, yes. Absolutely. And it was a 
killer movie. I think it might have been the best movie I've seen in the year 2022. Okay? I think so too, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we might be aligned on that. Right? And yeah. one of the things I really liked the most about that movie was not only that they're showcasing the capabilities of the planes, you know, even they, even though they chalk them up as old clunkers compared to the new, I forget what they call it, F, what they call them F7, whatever, special planes. Wait, wait, wait um, compared to the new, oh, they call them fifth generation fighters. Fifth generations, right? yeah. Which is a confusing thing because basically those are like Iranian planes. Okay. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Fifth generation fighters are, um, it's a classification for a group of planes. It's like a generation of aircraft, right? It's really mm-hmm. what it means. So there are like several different classified aircraft in the term fifth generation fighters. The movie, mm. I think, wisely just uses it to mean really, really good. <laughs> right, right. In the same way that in the original um, Top Gun, the F-14 Com- Tomcat versus the Russian MiG, they were right. always going to be technologically deficient. So right. the point of the movie is to have the sharpest, most the boldest pilots you have out there in order totally. to beat the enemy. Totally. And in terms of pushing the limits, in terms of what's possible from watching and remembering and the human capabilities of what we do here on Noah Likes the Tuna podcast, one of the things I like the most about Top Gun Maverick is the emphasis on physical and mental, um, you know, honing of the tool. Because in the same way that yeah. uh, in The Fast and the Furious, it's about the rider, not the ride, mm. they lean heavily into it's the pilot, not the plane. Yeah, no, and, totally, they do. And, yeah. like, one of the most incredible scenes was when, um, you know, Maverick was taking his illegal turn on the uh, pre-mapped out, um, whatever, assault map, mm-hmm. and he had to do that, that crazy breathing so he doesn't pass out. He's got to right, keep the blood right. flowing. You can see his eyeballs, uh, like, <laughs> like <laughs> his eye sockets his sagging. Yeah. And when I watched that, I was like, oh, my God. If I think yeah. about the th- what I really need from The Fast and the Furious, I need less of now the external uh, shots of the car across huge, um, you know, like partially CGI, partially realistic s- scenery. What I really need is some in-cockpit shots. And I want to see, you know, our drivers, our main characters here, hone their weapon, which is themselves, right? It's not about yeah. the tool. It's about the driver. Yeah, I'm so with you. I think, for me, it's a little simpler. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that... It's, is missing a little bit, especially in the last few movies, including Furious 7, let's mm-hmm. say, is... And one of the things I think Paul was really good at and brought to the franchise very well was like, it's fun to see people stressed out. Mm-hmm. Like they're missing a little bit of stress in the past in like eight Hobbs and Shaw and I, nobody's stressed. Everybody's mm-hmm. cool as a cucumber all the time. Basically mm-hmm. they know what they're doing. And while that's a very good shorthand for like showing somebody as capable, right. As they're mm-hmm. like, they're the best in the world. This they know what they're up to. Why would they be stressed out? Um, they use it more as comedic effect of like Roman f- f- 
hilariously being stressed about these mines field that he has to race through, right? Like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff in nine or like whatever. Paul was always very good at being like, oh, like, fuck. <laughs> like, this is hard, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I really think that's, that's like engaging thing. That's engaging. It's relatable. It's something that like where it's a crack that the audience can get through to sort of connect with your characters. Mm-hmm. I think Cruz is one of the best stressed out actors in the history of cinema. Like mm-hmm. the guy, nobody gets stressed out <laughs> <laughs> like Tom Cruise, right? Uh-huh. People talk about like his crazy stunts and like his his ability, like his weird like his like he's like the best runner ever on sc- mm-hmm. on screen runner. But I also think he's like one of the best stressed out faces in like in the history of movies. He's so mm-hmm. good at it. Um, Harrison Ford is another guy who actually drums out to me as like, he's, I've talked about this before on the pod and I mention it often, but there's a reason the movie Air Force One works so well. And mm-hmm. that is because and it's like, it's a great movie, like RIP Wolfgang Peterson, who just died. But, um, that movie works so well because I, I can't think of another action movie where the main hero of the movie is fucking scared out of his mind the entire like he's so terrified and stressed the entire time it just it's so good right Mm -hmm. um yeah go ahead i like harrison ford i would love to have a uh, an option or two in the in betweener to watch a harrison ford movie oh we can throw that out there for Mm -hmm. sure for Mm -hmm. sure for sure for sure okay all right, let's think of a good one. I mean, maybe Air Force One, but maybe a diff- maybe a different one. Yeah, yeah. There's inc- there's an incredible bevy of Harrison Ford movies to pick from. Um, yeah, but I think these movies could use a little more, especially like you get the vibe that Vin Diesel. It's not like the brand he's going for anymore. Mm-hmm. And now that he has sort of production control, creative control, he's allowed to sort of like dictate that from a creative directorial standpoint. You know, I'm not sure. He, like Louis Leterrier is a very capable hand. He's a very good technical director. I'm sure he's making his days. I'm sure everybody's happy. And like he's bringing a good French energy to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't really think he's probably giving Vin character notes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that'd be my guess. I'm not there. I have no whatever, but that'd be my guess, right? Right. And I think, you know, the, the product that we see seems uh, monotonous from the part of Vin Diesel. And yeah. I think that's where that comes from. Right. And it definitely makes... Uh, uh, just like it lowers the stakes because when everybody is calm, everything is guaranteed, right? Success mm-hmm. is guaranteed. It's like... So there's no reason to... Uh, yeah. There's no drama. There's no reason to worry. There's no reason to like get up in arms about something happening because it's going to be fine. Basically. Mm-hmm. So. Uh how was your watch through? I didn't even ask. Uh I had a good watch. I had a work and watch today while yeah. I was in the office, but uh yeah, it's good. I um I, I mean I like 
having a little bit of an extra break between movies actually was a uh, allowed me to look forward to watching this one a little yeah. bit. So totally. In that case, look, I like this. I like doing the backward cycle. Really looking forward to the rest of the movies here. I think that I was trying to do a little bit of reading. We've probably talked about it in the past in terms of the um, you know, the trilogy here of seven, eight, nine coming out um as, you know, pitched as the next three and trying to design the story around, you know, the events of this movie and how those yeah. are gonna progress into Cypher and beyond and how those got derailed. And, you know, I think in watching them backwards, nine eight seven you know, it's like it's almost more obvious that the movies are disconnected. Yeah, uh, totally. yeah, yeah, than what yeah. they originally were. I don't know. I think, the yeah, narrative. and I think it's because they struggled to sort of find their way. One after, I mean, obviously after Paul died, like that changes the whole calculus around where the franchise is going to go and how it can move along. It changes the chemistry within the group. It changes everything, right? But you know, you also lost Lynn after six. And so you've got a new... Obviously, there's a little bit of a roadmap. Chris Morgan is still on uh, writing the films. But, you know, you've got James Wan coming in and doing his thing. Then there's more turnover. It's, it's F. Gary Gray. Okay, maybe it's a vibe where, like, it's going to be a new director every time. And they'll bring stylistically what they are sort of going to bring to it. Maybe it's a James Bond situation where... You know, the Broccoli's basically exert creative control over that franchise, but they bring in different directors to sort of do their thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, uh, I just think it was a little bit of a, where do we go? What do we do? It's like the middle seasons of Lost. I think we're mm -hmm. in sort of the middle seasons of Lost right now, mm -hmm. franchise-wise. <laughs> right? Um, I mean, yeah. In that in that comparison, does that mean there's something to look forward to? Isn't the uh, isn't the main criticism of Lost that it ended kind of in a weird place? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm like a ardent defender of the end of Lost. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> I'm 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 like <laughs> it's definitely a th like a hill I die I've died on many times. It's like mm -hmm. the end of Lost is kind of good. <laughs> like, <laughs> But there's, you know, there was a clearly, very clear moment, like season three and four, where you understood that the writers didn't know where this stuff was going, and they were making it up, and week to week, and they didn't have some sort of like overarching arc that was going to ground everything and mm -hmm. create stakes for the rest of the show. And I think here, like. You know, I know they. I think they're trying to sort of do that with ten and eleven, as yeah. at least as a body of work, right? Of like, okay, instead of let's, but the the issue there is that like clearly some reports from the set and some some early you know quitting of the project throws that into doubt, especially because mm -hmm. Lynn quit over what we've heard are like script issues mm -hmm. where he thought something was that framework was sort of locked in and then Vin and the rest of the production team start making changes and blah, 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 blah. Right. Yeah. Uh, not sure. So, 
Yeah, I would say, um, you know, I'm hopeful for the finale. Yeah, you know, the finale of the franchise here. And I think it, you know, we would posture that you don't need a master plan in order to achieve something, achieve greatness um, overall. I don't think you do. Right. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I don't think you do. Like, you really can luck into it. Or or Mm -hmm. if you work hard, like, you can craft something really beautiful, even if you don't know where it's going to end up. I. Yeah, I mean, my gut feeling is that, like, 10 and 11 will not be the end of what we know of as Fast and the Furious, right? They will do mm-hmm. something after that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is, but, like, just from, like, a cynical corporate perspective. Right. Like, it's the IP is far too valuable to like let it sit on a shelf for too long right Mm -hmm. after 11 so i don't know if that's like vin's involvement or if it's a whole new thing or if it's our idea they bringing us in and we write like teen fast and furious race wars Mm -hmm. fast and furious like whatever right we've had a lot of good ideas the adventures of busta the Adventures the of Young Busta, the dog, <laughs> dog Fast and Furious, yeah, or like a Michelle spinoff. I would be happy to come in and put together a little pitch deck for that if anybody's mm-hmm. interested. But you know, that's sort of where I was, where I've, where I've been at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't think they're gonna let this thing sit and not do anything with it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make sense to me. So we'll see. Maybe I mean, we'll take a few years, but we'll see. Yeah. All right. Um, what else you got for seven? Um, I was trying to figure out. I was trying to learn a little bit more about Mister Nobody's uh, health insurance plan. SoCom health insurance. I'll say. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wonder what that actually is. And I didn't get SOCOM. a chance to read. SOCOM is the U.S. Special Operations Command. It's a right. uh, it's a portion of the or it's a branch of the Navy that provides what I yeah what seems like um, yeah emergency medical medical support to um, other branches or across the different branches of the military, Army, Marine Corps, Navy, and Air Force. Cool. So very specialized stuff, and apparently, Mister Nobody has them on call. Probably doesn't even have to pay a copay on it. Yeah, I imagine there's a fund, some sort of like premium fund that he can draw copays from, you know, (laughs) or at least file a claim for reimbursement, (laughs) you know, in a uh, yeah government sponsored and designed app. Right, 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 right. Which probably is seamless. Seamless. (laughs) Um. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you want a shout out? We can do a little shout out. At that level? Let's shout out. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I'll go first. I want to give a big, huge shout out to Air New Zealand. Oh, okay. Okay. I was on the inaugural flagship flight. From JFK to Auckland, directamol. 
Wow. That's for, for wow. That sounds like something I might dress up for, honestly. <laughs> um, I dressed up to fly, yeah. as I always do. Good. Okay. It was a fantastic, I mean, the flight was fantastic. There was a little baggage issue at the end. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not even going to touch on that. It didn't ruin my experience. It was like totally fine. It was once I landed. Whatever. I got no problems. Okay. What I, um, uh, what I will say is the flight was fantastic. We ended up leaving a little late. Like, we boarded late, and then we probably sat on the tarmac for, like, an hour, and then we left. So, by the time we left, it's, like, 11.30, ate dinner. By the time I handed back my tray, it was well after midnight. I was tired, mm-hmm. conked out. Slept for, like, a good nine hours or so. Whoa. Yeah. Just took it out. You took a full nine on the airplane? I got a full nine. Baby, I, I have solved my airplane issues. I don't know what to tell you. Uh-huh. Right? Like, my airplane issues are non-existent anymore. Yeah. I just figured out how to do it. Like, I know every single noise that goes off. I know every single thing that moves. I know, like, what the weight distribution issues. I just know the stuff now. So I'm like, whatever. Fucking do what mm-hmm. you want. Everyone. That shit was bumping around. <laughs> like, Ooh, like, nice. Ow. Ow. Oh, yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, when it's bumping around, like, they're rocking me like a baby. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, um, yeah. So that... It was incredible. And then I woke up and had a little snack, read a little book, mm-hmm. watched a couple TV shows on my phone, and ate some breakfast, we, and we landed in Auckland. I'm just wow. saying the, 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 the flight was a game changer. Mm-hmm. Okay. This, like, no LA transit thing, no Melbourne transit, no Hawaii transit. Like, <sighs> it's wow. a game changer. It was amazing. Uh. Does the new airline also mean that they have brand new planes? No, there's still the 787-9 Dreamliners that uh, they've been used. I mean, they were doing long haul to L.A. and Houston before. Same planes as that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely at the, from my understanding, the sort of edge of the commercial capability of the 787. But mm-hmm. perfectly capable plane. Very, very nice. Very comfortable ride. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. It was amazing, man. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, total... it's, it's really like I could just go. I could do it again. I got off the plane. I was like, I could do that again. I'll just turn wow. around and go back. Oh, <laughs> wow. And what's the total, what's the total in air time for that? 17. 17. 17. Stated is 17 and a half. It's really 17. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. It was great. Cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, my friend, what do you want to shout out to? Um, so I want to shout out to a comfort item, okay? And uh, a lot of people, I, I'm back in office. People are, I've been working on my desk chair setup here, and I've been customizing my desk. I've got all of my, I've got my new screens. I've got the plants. I've got a couple things here to make my office space um, my own. But one of the things that I've been struggling with is just like finding the finding the final thing to tie it together. And for me, uh, I've located it and 
it's been a total game changer. What I'm talking about today is footrest. Okay, so it doesn't matter how how much you tone your office chair. I've sat in all the chairs in the office. I've stolen the best one with the most support in seat, and it's not wiggly. It's exactly what I need from the chair, but for some reason it wasn't cutting it for me. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a lot of different ways to do it, but what I've done is I've taken milk crate. All right, I've put that little guy under my desk, and it is the perfect footrest. And it really allows me to sit there, and it's it's the it's basically the office equivalent of a mullet. Okay, up top, I'm looking professional, looking like I'm like getting everything together, really paying attention. Down low, fully relaxed. Hell okay, yeah, man. So, yeah, it's right. um a footrest yeah. kind of is a game changer. I was at my mom's house for a couple of days. She's got like a counter type space where you she normally is dinner. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was sitting there and like, I just sort of placed my feet and I felt, I was like, what's that? And then I realized <laughs> there was a little like stool thing under there. Mm-hmm. I just popped my feet. Up. I was like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Do you take your shoes off when you put them on the footrest? No. Shoes stay on. Shoes stay on. Good call. Yeah. Good call. And I'm not call. sitting on it like a, like um one of those, I don't keep one of those stools in front of the toilet. I don't do that like crunched leg for me. Footrest is there so I can go full extension as if I'm, you know, in a lazy boy. Yeah, nice. Nice. Incredible, man. Yeah. All right. Well, shout out to the humble footrest. You have a milk crate. And do you think, do you think, you know, those things where it's like, you could buy a luxury version of this item Mm -hmm. that, you know, is purported to sort of maximize this, you know, displacement and comfort and blah, 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 and get the correct angling. But like at the end of the day, the humble milk crate is actually just the best thing to use because it works perfect. Do you think this is that type of situation or do you think like you could do a little research and maybe find something better? Um, I mean, I could play around with it a little bit. I do like the fact that it moves around. Mm. I think in high school in particular, I used to carry, I used to skateboard a little bit and I used to carry my skateboard around with me at all times. And, you know, that also serves as an excellent footrest. Yes. There's something about being able to move it around, kick it around a little bit, which also, you know, is helpful. So some of these like very specific, like strong base, maybe some angles, like you you can set the footrest at. I'm actually not sure if I would enjoy that as much. Yeah. 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 All right. Well. Oh, maybe try. somebody would buy. Maybe maybe Tesla would buy you like a fancy out cyber, you know, <laughs> robot footrest. You could try uh-huh. it out and get back. Yeah, those. plug it in. Maybe it has a little bit of uh, forced air in it to. Uh... Oh, sort of aerate <laughs> the feet. Uh huh. Uh huh. Kind of That'd like a you know, in a car, you've got the whatever the chest level, and then you've got the uh, foot level air conditioning. Yeah, that's true. They do have that in vehicles nowadays. I've never been a fan of the foot level blowers. No? Even when it's hot out? Mm, I, I'm more attuned to them when it's cold, and I can mm. get a little bit of heat pumping on my feet, my toes mm-hmm. a little bit. Ooh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But when it's hot out, I don't need... The feet aren't my problem, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. 
Um, all right. Well, if you have any thoughts on feet, feet rests, <laughs> foot, foot rest, you just foot, foot rests. rests. I think foot rests. Or I think the foot rest rests. itself is one thing, and right. then the plural of foot rest is foot rests. It's foot rests. It's not feet rest. I mean, your feet are resting either way. Either right. way. Either <laughs> way. If you have thoughts on that, you can get us at Nolt Podcast on Twitter. Twit, Twitter. Twitter. And um, N-O-L-T-T Podcast. Uh, we are No One Likes to Tune a Page. Do you want to do it? Do you want to do it? Because no li- I clearly am not <laughs> doing it right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're on Patreon. No One Likes to Tune a Podcast. Yeah. Because that's an email. No one likes to tune a podcast at gmail.com. Yes, correct. And you can rate and review us on Apple. Or wherever. Or wherever. Or and wherever. any rating. Yeah. Any rating helps a lot. So there's additional visibility to our high quality product here. That would be very good if someone would do that. But hopes are not high, is all I'm gonna say. Anyway. Uh, Daryl, I'll talk to you next week when we watch Furious 6. That sounds great. Talk to you next time. Later, bro.